Welcome back to Gospel Adorned. I'm Brianna. And I'm Gabriella. And today we're going to be talking about setting biblical boundaries and kind of what that looks like. And to start out, we need to define what a boundary is. Mm -hmm. So boundaries define our borders and they clearly mark where we begin, where we end, who we are and where we're willing to go. And then when we set these personal boundaries, we're basically just drawing a line or fixing this limit of, you know, where, what to cross or what not to cross. Mm -hmm. And we're clearly communicating where the actions of another will reach and the extent of our tolerance and then divide, um, divide it from us. So boundaries, I feel like a lot of people struggle with setting boundaries. I know I did for the longest time. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I actually read a book and it's a Christian book. Um, I cannot remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. <laughs> I think it might just be called boundaries. Okay. And I'll link that also really helped understand that, you know, not everybody is going to take your boundary lightly mm-hmm. and there is going to be pushback And I think that's why most people don't set boundaries is because when you do set a boundary and you do it biblically and clearly, Mm -hmm. it's not always taken well because they can make people upset. Mm -hmm. So we kind of want to guide you through how to set a boundary, do it biblically, do it the way that God wants us to do it so that when we do get that pushback from people, we can just reassure ourselves, you know, this it's a good thing that we're setting this boundary and I didn't do anything wrong in setting this. Mm -hmm. So then you don't feel bad about it. Yeah. So starting off, uh, we just want to mention that boundaries are biblical and Jesus even himself set boundaries throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are biblical. Jesus set these boundaries throughout the Bible and we can learn from those and how we will set our boundaries. So, one way that he set boundaries was with demands and when people would demand things from him. So throughout the Bible, for example, in Luke five, you can find this in 15 through 16. He was in this crowd of people and he withdrew from the crowd Mm -hmm. to go have one-on-one time with the Lord to pray. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, we find ourselves just completely like we're, especially as moms, I feel like, there's so much demanded. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a mom yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even as women in general, yeah. bombarded yeah. by all the things, expectations. Yeah. And it's, you have to know your limit and mm-hmm. withdraw and it's okay to remove yourself from a situation and mm-hmm. go fill your cup up mm-hmm. and spend time with the Lord or even just remove and just sit in quietness mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesus also removed himself from abuse. And Mm -hmm. one example is after he uh, claimed to be the Messiah, he, they walked him to the cliff to throw him off the cliff. And Mm -hmm. they were going to, yeah, they were going to kill him. They were going to throw him off the cliff. And he walked away from that. And we don't need to, even though, you know, people, they had, you know, this is our law. This is what we do. This is what we have to do to you because 
you know, we don't believe you and you claim to do this. Mm-hmm. It's still abuse. And yeah, he walked away from that. Yeah. And that was in Luke 4. Yeah. Luke 4, 28 through 30. You can find that. So yeah, you should never tolerate abuse mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Definitely. Even the most minimal, if you feel any way like, you know, maybe verbally mm-hmm. you're being attacked or abused yeah. or whatever it is, walk away from it. And yeah, you and then set your boundary there on out with those people right. who are abusing you and leave. Yeah. Try not to stay in that situation. Yeah. And find help. Yeah. Definitely. And also with entitlement, he set his boundaries and in Matthew twelve, forty six or fifty uh, he didn't give in to his mother and his brothers when they tried to use a relationship with him to pull away, to pull him away from the crowd he was ministering to. I remember someone came up to him and was like, your mom and your, you know, your brother out here. And he's like, yeah. okay, but like these, all who are with, all who are with me are my brothers and yeah. mm-hmm. my mothers. And, mm-hmm. you know, just because they're out there waiting for me, you know, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing mm-hmm. to go attend to them because these people are just as important and we need to remember that. I think family is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And your family, you will experience this if you haven't. Mm-hmm. That family does feel entitled yeah. to more of your time mm-hmm. than other people. And that just comes with uh, the, the territory, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so set boundaries in that way. And then with addiction, this is a big one too. If you have someone battling addiction in your life. Uh, Jesus set boundaries. He told the rich young ruler who was addicted to his belongings that I can't help you unless you give away everything, like all of your money, all of your stuff that's controlling you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be able to follow me. And yeah, I think he was pointing out the idol. Yeah. The idols in his life. And yeah. Can, yeah, it should have convicted him and helped him turn to Christ, but he was obviously not a believer so he just walked away went back to his belongings possessions yeah yeah and I think that's a one of the hardest things too is when you're dealing with somebody who has addiction is it is hard for them to give that up Mm -hmm. and but you give them that choice right and eventually they may come to it and It's not always going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so those are just some of the ways that Jesus set boundaries and just kind of reaffirming that we can too set boundaries and it's okay. Right. Yeah. I think as Christians, um, sometimes we could be tempted just to go along with what people want and people please and that kind of thing. And I'm definitely guilty of that. I don't want to make people upset. Um, But you also have to stand firm on your beliefs and convictions and stand up for your family and what they, you know, desire or your husband that you are to submit to and things like that. So um, I'm definitely learning in this area for sure. Um, We were talking about like things to keep in mind to make sure that you are setting a biblical boundary. So being honest with the person and direct with them, not dancing around it or, or just, you know, it's better to just let them know from from the forefront 
instead of giving expectations that are, I don't know, presumptuous. So not to pressure people or um, let them kind of control what you do <laughs> or guilt you into something you don't want to do. So simply letting your yes be yes and your no be no. And um, Matthew five thirty seven talked about that. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Also, setting priorities. So we kind of mentioned this with the rich young ruler. Um, Luke sixteen thirteen quotes that no servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. So you have to keep in mind yeah. what is biblical and um, what should be prioritized above you know, money, possessions, et cetera, idols in your life. Right. So when you're setting these boundaries, like we said, keep this in mind and make sure it's a biblical boundary. What is the priority in this boundary? Is the priority pleasing to God? Yeah. Or are you setting this boundary mm -hmm. on like a, a flesh level because it, it just doesn't please you or yeah. like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to hang out with you anymore just because, uh, just because I don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, you know, you can come to me because I'm, I'm too lazy to drive to you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's not what that means. Like, it's set a priority is that gives your, that gives your boundary, like, meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and what's your motivation? Yeah. And you can, like, back it up. Like, yeah. this is why I'm doing this because my priority is my family. Yeah. And this is going to help me. To build that up. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that too. But yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So just pleasing God and not people. Yeah. And serving God above all right. things. Yeah. And so you want to talk about what defines a biblical boundary? Yeah. So yeah. What is a biblical boundary? Like what defines what a biblical boundary is? How do I know? First thing is that godly boundaries, they stem from an understanding of who we are, which is children of God. We are Christians and a refusal to be defined as anything less. So our identity, like it sets that standard for your life. And when you understand these are the standards that I have in my life because everything that I want to do is glorifying to God. Like, I don't want to do anything that doesn't glorify God because I am a child of God. And that is the standard that God set me to. And we've talked about before being surrounded by people that are unbelievers. And even in, in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15, it talks about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers. And that's in like very, like your marriage, very, very close partnership mm -hmm. with people and that can kind of blur our lines a little bit if we're so close with unbelievers and we're not setting boundaries there, mm -hmm. then your standards start to lower yourself. So as children of God, we, we don't need to abide with sin or just join others in their sin. And we must establish these borders and only allowing in what honors him. So setting that standard for yourself, understanding I'm a child of God and these are the standards that I set for myself 
these are the standards that God holds me to. Yeah. And I'm not going to do anything less mm-hmm. or I'm not going to allow myself to accept anything less than this. Right. And that is not taken lightly by unbelievers mm-hmm. because, like we said, the gospel is offensive mm-hmm. and then everything that comes with it mm-hmm. can be seen as offensive. And as long as we're doing this lovingly and... We'll continue talking about how to set these boundaries. But yeah, so start by figuring out and knowing who you are and having that complete understanding and then set your boundaries from there. Yeah. I think like when uh, family members or um, unbelievers, friends in general, like are a part of your life, as long as they're respecting those boundaries, they could still be right. a part of your life. And I know you know that. Yeah. Like, like you agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, like like you said if they're really like close to you in your circle or the Bible talks specifically about marriage and that should not be unequally yoked. Um if you're saved before you're married, you should know that. Like kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so we also we're talking about God's boundaries in the Bible are made to like draw others in building healthy relationships, and not to tear them down. Um, and there's verses on that, that our words are to build one another up and not to tear down. And um, God has established things with parameters to draw people everywhere to himself. And he speaks clearly about the consequences of breaking those um, boundaries and in com- like in terms of commandments, you think like yeah, yeah, definitely. There's like consequences and um, punishment that can happen if if you're not like following right Christ, if you're not in the household of God, yeah. And just even as a believer, knowing what the truth is, if you go against it, like that's not correct or biblical either. So. Someone who's, like, violating our borders, it would be good to make the person know that, and it would be a disservice if you just let it go type of thing, and enabling them to continue to live in sin or um, influence others around you, maybe your children, you know? So it's just so important to establish, like, this is the standard, as you were saying, like, God's standard that we hold to in our house and what we want to uphold. Um, so if you could respect that kind of thing, making that clear. Yeah. And making it clear, like you said, the boundaries are made to draw people in and build healthy relationship, not tear them down and punish them. So the, with, you know, yeah. there are these consequences, but the consequences aren't to punish you. Yeah. And to make you feel <clears throat> less than mm-hmm. it's beneficial to both parties in the relationship right and that's i think the point with you know that's why god sets those boundaries with us and Mm -hmm. or gives us these parameters to live in and then sets these uh consequences is because of that and that's the intent of our boundaries with other people is not to keep them out of our lives like you said like we can have Mm -hmm. people in our life who are unbelievers or 
even believers who maybe, you know, push our boundaries a little bit. Yeah. But when we set those boundaries, it's so that we can have a closer relationship and yeah. eventually, you know, mm-hmm. they can hopefully come closer to God. Yeah. Within that. I don't know if this example helps the listeners, but um, like we have a rule in our home that is that people who aren't married shouldn't shouldn't sleep together in the same room kind of thing. And yeah, some people attribute that to that, like being old school, something my parents would say, whatever. And it's like, okay, but there's a purpose behind us saying that there's God's, you know, God's word and what we believe about the marriage bed and, um, you know, waiting for sex before marriage and not having sex before marriage. Uh, so yeah. And it's not like we tell people that to make them feel a certain way or, or make our relationship with them rocky or anything. That's just like where we stand. Yeah. So if they feel comfortable staying with us, they have to abide by right that rule kind of thing and that's a great example of these are my standards yeah for my home because we live by the bible, the bible mm-hmm. and i'm not going to accept anything less than that so when yeah. you're in my home yeah you're also going to abide by these rules right yeah making that clear like ahead of time and not just bringing it upon them like yeah so i guess that kind of brings us into our next point of godly boundaries they offer a loving they lovingly offer choice to others rather than attempting to control them. So you're offering the choice of, hey, if you're you like you're welcome into my home, mm-hmm. but right. while you're here, you know, these are my rules, these are my boundaries. Yeah. Please don't cross them. Mm-hmm. But if you can't do that, yeah. then, you know, you have the choice to not stay here. Right, right. Like I'm not saying you have to stay here and you yeah. have to do this. Uh-huh. No, you can stay here. Yeah. You're more than welcome. The- under but these conditions. these are the conditions. Uh-huh. And if you can't follow that, then these are the consequences. So, and God, throughout yeah. the Bible, he gives us all of these commandments. And we we have to obey them. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't give us specifics. So, like with modesty. I mean, with some things, obviously, he gives us specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with modesty, like he doesn't give us like this written set of rules. In terms of application. Yeah, of you have uh-huh. to wear this. You, like right. you can't wear tank tops and you can't like, yeah, yeah. he doesn't, he gives us the parameters. Right. And you have to stay within these parameters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to... Make sure no one's make like sure, lusting yeah. after us. Right. Or, um, and to make sure that we're, we're following within those parameters yeah. and we have the choice to do, you know, do that. And that's with our own conviction and mm-hmm. what comes from that. And yeah, so that is basically, it's like we're putting up these, these guardrails mm-hmm. for, and these boundaries. And it's, you know, this is your choice to follow this boundary but i'm not going to make you yeah and like gab and i were talking about before this episode uh we were just chatting about like when family comes and it's like hey we would really like for you to go to church mm-hmm. with us yeah. but you don't have to right right <laughs> but we would like for that that's like we're not gonna pull your leg yeah <laughs> you're giving them a choice yeah. so with your boundaries you give them a choice mm-hmm. to either follow them 
or not follow them mm-hmm. and if they choose not to follow them there's consequences but that's their choice mm-hmm. and you have to understand that that was their choice and you can't make them do something you can't make somebody listen to you right and make somebody not do something or do something yeah so right just as god can't make us do think like well he's sovereign over all so he controls what we do but you know we choose to pick up our bibles every day and read them Mm -hmm. we choose to ignore the bible and go watch tv Mm -hmm. so we have those choices every single day and that's how we have to treat our boundaries is that if someone doesn't obey them or follow them Mm -hmm. then we don't have the right to criticize them and say, you know, you need to be doing this. Right, right. No, okay, that's your choice. Yeah, to offer it with love. Yes. To give them the choice. And the scripture says in First John, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Right. So the whole heart of obedience and turning to the word of God comes out of a heart of love that we have for God. And even for unbelievers who don't have the Holy Spirit convicting them or a desire to obey God, uh, they might do things that you want to do because of their love for you. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that says a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so communicate, you know, if you love me, you will respect this boundary. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. hopefully they'll see that as a loving boundary as long as you're setting it in a way that isn't trying to control them. Yeah, exactly. That's the heart. (laughs) So... Um, and then God's examples of healthy boundaries clearly communicate their expectations and the reasons behind them. Um, like what we've been saying, like the, the God's word being our standard. Um, and God doesn't give us just like vague things. He doesn't just have us guessing. He gives us his word and clear definitions of you know, his commandments. And then in terms of applying them, yeah, there is going to be differences in how we go about that. But as long as we're following the Lord and that our heart is in the right place, you know, I think that he, he gives us all that we need for life and godliness written in his word. So that's where, as Christians, that's where our standard is. Yeah. Um, He doesn't give us demands without explaining why. And with godly behaviors, just taking the time to examine our motives and being able to clearly communicate them. So, I mean, this could be in terms of modesty or the whole like sharing a room type thing. Um, If you haven't thought about this before um, and maybe like something's a visit is happening and you got to think about it like you should be searching the scriptures examining absolutely where's my stance on this topic (laughs) right or even like alcohol in your house I don't know people have different um opinions and things so talking to your husband about that if you're married or just sitting with the lord if you're single and just knowing the why behind your boundaries I think is so crucial yeah this is something that my husband and I actually have to had to deal with recently yeah is with alcohol and setting a boundary with that and yeah we we've decided when people come to visit us certain people mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I mean, because boundaries are based on they're circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so with certain people, you know, mm-hmm. there will be absolutely no drinking. Yeah. And the purpose behind that is this. Yeah. And, you know, maybe because either the person has a problem with alcohol yeah. and we don't want to encourage that or right. drink around them. Right. But we'll also apply that to ourselves and say, yeah. you know, we're not going to drink around them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be absolutely no alcohol involved in this visit. Right. So it's not a double standard. Right. Kind of and then yeah. with younger siblings, we have siblings that are under 21. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. offer them a drink exactly because we don't want to one break the law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though of course we're under, you know god's law too yeah uh but also you know when you're under 21 and you're offered alcohol you have Mm -hmm. no control yeah and you just get drunk so that's another reason and so that's just an example of clearly saying okay these are the reasons why we're not going to do this right and you want to always look out for the other person yeah and as well and keep that in mind too Mm-hmm. That you're not just looking out for yourself like, okay, they can't handle their alcohol, so I don't want to be put in a position where they go off the rails and I have to deal with it. Yeah. But also, I don't want to put them in a position of yeah. going off the rails yeah. or doing something causing them to sin. Right, enabling. Well, yeah. So that's just an example of how we have done that recently. And... Yeah, making expectations. Yeah, setting those expectations mm-hmm. and just letting people know in advance. Yeah. I think there's always, mm-hmm. you always need to let them know. Like in our case, we have family that's far away. So yeah, it's like before you come, like just to let you know, this is the boundary that we've set. Yeah, yeah. And let people know why. And I always think like when we were kids, our parents would just say, oh, because I said so. Yeah. <laughs> why can't I do this, mommy? Because I said so. Uh-huh. And... I think that's something that I'm going to try not to do with my parenting is say, because I said so. Yeah. And like, explain why. Yeah. Give a reason. Yeah. And give a reason. And that's what we have to do with our boundaries. You have to think of it like you can't just say, oh, it's because I said so. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're not drinking because I said so. Yeah. People are going to be like, um. I know they might get. What? <laughs> They'll get upset. Upset. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, why? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Good point. Sorry. Sorry interjected no no I'm but glad, go ahead I'm glad that you did no that was really what I had yeah exactly and so in our own examples of the healthy boundaries we were always going to be clear about what is going to happen outside of those borders as well mm-hmm. and this is the only way that the other person can have you know, all the information that they need to make this choice. Like we said, a boundary is a choice. Mm -hmm. And they know, okay, these are the consequences. So, for example, with Gab's boundary that she set in her home, Mm -hmm. it's if you can't obey this and, you know, you find out they're sleeping in the same room together, then you can't stay here. Mm -hmm. That's a consequence. So if they break it, then they know Mm -hmm. that, you know, this is what's going to happen and you have to stick to it. And that's the main thing that I found with boundaries Mm -hmm. is you have to stick with your consequence or it's not going to mean anything at all. This is relevant in parenting. 
Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, kids, which I'm sure I'll learn. <laughs> yeah. Kids can definitely, um, I don't know, sniff a bluff or something if they, yeah. if the, the parent hasn't been consistent before. <laughs> yeah, like think about when you were young and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, my mom was never good at sticking to her punishments yeah. and it was <laughs> same <laughs> you're grounded uh-huh. and then something like, comes up home oh, please yeah yeah if fine you me, you'll let me do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but we have to treat it the same way yeah as as that and stick to those consequences so that mm-hmm. you're not taken advantage of mm-hmm. and it won't keep happening again and again mm-hmm. and again yeah and for yourself too so that you don't keep like when it comes to let's say if you're setting a boundary when it comes to abuse Mm -hmm. and you know that boundary is you know you will not come to my home anymore like that's just not going to happen because of the abuse that happens when you come into my home no matter what it is but let's say Mm -hmm. you know typically someone who is abusive is very manipulative and they manipulate you into coming back to your home. You've now gone back on that consequence of your boundary and they think that they can just get away with it again and again and that it's okay yeah. that the abuse can continue. Right. So, yeah, and abuse is obviously an extreme example because yeah. that's, you know, one of the worst mm-hmm. and hardest boundaries to set too. Also right. with addiction, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, with alcohol or with drugs, Mm -hmm. if you're going to continue to, you know, do these drugs and do that, which is like, so my dad, I don't know if I talked about this. My dad, when I was younger, Mm -hmm. um, he's a drug addict and he was in prison for like my whole life basically. And so I had to set the example really like, I think this honestly helped me with boundaries mm-hmm. is being able to set that boundary there mm-hmm. and stick with it. Yeah. And so I definitely pride myself on my boundaries <laughs> yeah. and sticking with them. And I've yeah. haven't mastered them, but mm-hmm. definitely have been able to stick with boundaries. But one thing I said was I don't want communication with you mm-hmm. until I said, you're, you're sober for two years and then we can have communication Mm -hmm. on the level of you can call me. Yeah. And I stuck with that until for 20 years. Wow. And he, I think now has been out and that I know of Mm -hmm. sober, (laughs) but you know, you can't really believe addicts. Yeah. So it's hard. Um, for two years wow. or a little over two years. Mm-hmm. So he talks. So we've had that communication. Okay. And I don't visit, mm-hmm. but he's respected that boundary. Yeah. And so it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a very firm boundary that I set. Mm-hmm. And it, it does help. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it helped me be able to overcome that. Right. And forgive him. Yeah. And yeah, not let that interfere with my life. Yeah. That's just an example. Yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah, with stuff like sharing. that, you have to set that because he knew. 
And he always, one of his motivations Mm -hmm. of being clean was to have a relationship with me. But it's the pregnancy. (laughs) But yeah, it was to have a relationship with me and, you know, addiction. It took 20 years. Yeah. But. Yeah. You held him to a higher standard. Yeah. You know, and he knew that. And that's, that's encouraging. And it's motivating for even setting those boundaries for people struggling in those ways. It's like important. That's how important it is. Absolutely. So, (laughs) and so, yeah, just, and, you know, it did, that boundary cut him out of my life for a very long time, but, I mean, he's still not in my life the way that he wants to be. Yeah. But we communicate. So, yeah, it's by sticking to that, Mm -hmm. you're, you're helping the other person. Yeah, exactly. And you're helping yourself. Right. So I didn't have to deal with him. Yeah. I didn't have to not. I don't want to say like deal with him, but deal with that, right. the lying and everything that comes yeah. comes with Addiction. a relationship with an addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have to deal with that because I set that boundary, and I didn't have mm-hmm. that affect me. Yeah. And I didn't fall for the lies because I knew and I set that boundary of this is my standard. And until you can, you know, mm-hmm. get there, right, right. then yeah. no communication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just a good example, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Really I didn't mean to go there. I didn't no, even plan on going really? there <laughs> at all, actually. Yeah. It just popped up in my head. and Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. I think that but, would be helpful. Yeah, and so I guess, like, my point here is just because our boundaries can escalate a situation. I mean, he was obviously upset. Um, but it doesn't mean that the person or the relationship is lost forever. Yeah. So just trusting God and whatever the boundary is, it's hard to set a boundary. Yeah. It really is. But mm-hmm. in the end, it pays off. Yeah. No matter what it is, how small or yeah, how small or how big, mm-hmm. as small as, you know, not letting someone stay in the same room as somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's small, but you're honoring God. Yeah, exactly. In that. Mm-hmm. So, and he's going to know that and recognize that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it you're it's benefiting the other people, too. Yeah. So. Right, because they're not breaking God's law. Right. And that's that was your heart in it, too, is, like, so that he could not sin. And, right. Yeah, and stay stuck in that. Yeah, so as hard as it is, to give these consequences and stick to the consequences. Mm -hmm. It has to be done. Yeah. And that's the only way that you're going to get someone to respect you also, Mm -hmm. because by breaking down your consequences, you're allowing disrespect. Yeah. Because that's what that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. So I guess just some, I just remember that, you know, God sent boundaries with the genuine concern for the well-being of others, for the well-being of us. Mm-hmm. And that should always be our part of our motivation yeah. as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and just remember, you know, biblical boundaries are loving. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, we have to draw lines mm-hmm. 
that separate us from, you know, the unbelievers and the sin and, you know, the other, the people that are, we surround ourselves with. We have to draw lines to separate ourselves from that. Mm-hmm. Or we could also reap the consequences of the sin if we fall into it. Yeah. And, you know, as, as being saved, mm-hmm. obviously we will, you know, be in heaven. However, a consequence could be what like things that happen in our life because of it. Mm-hmm. If you surround yourself with people that are constantly, right. you know, engaging in uh, like sexual morality yeah. and you're married and you may fall into that mm-hmm. because you're not setting that boundary, no matter what kind of way you're falling into it, even if you don't physically sin mm-hmm. you, and you lust after somebody, you could fall into it that way. So, yeah, just the thing to keep in mind, you have to, God's boundaries are strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are immovable, but they do have a gate. And he has not just established a way out, but provided a way into him, back in. And that's what we have to do with people is not Mm -hmm. push them out, but allow them, this is my boundary. Mm -hmm. And if you can respect that, then we can have a good relationship. And then, yeah, so strong, healthy, biblical boundaries do the same as allowing that that gate to come back in. So if we seek to live in obedience with scripture, then we will be willing to open our gates, uh, give up our rights and provide like a way for someone who is repentant Mm -hmm. to come back in to our borders. And that's another reason that we set these boundaries is to lead the other person mm-hmm. to repentance most times. Right. So setting boundaries when it comes to mm-hmm. abuse, even right. you don't want them to keep continuing to be abusive. Mm-hmm. So setting that boundary kind of is a wake up call Yeah. or with addiction. You don't want them to continue in the addiction. Yeah. You want them to stop. Right. And with, and more uh, sexual morality. You don't want them to continue. You want them to stop. And it's out of love. And always check your heart too before you're setting the boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you talked about the gate, I'm thinking of how Jesus in, like gives people the invitation, like I am the door type of thing. And right. if you come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And um, even in terms of biblical discipline with children um when we give them a consequence for doing something they shouldn't be doing the point of doing that physical consequence is to have them turn from their foolish ways from their sin to repent and turn to god and just like you said the the boundaries and being consistent with the consequence um the whole point of it the whole heart behind it should be so that they can repent and Repent is a word that means to turn, and we want them to turn from their sin to God and to have fellowship with God and relationship with him through Christ, and that's the only way. So, yeah, pointing them back to the gospel in that way and the amazing grace that he offers us through Christ. And then we also had just some questions we can ask to check our motives and seek 
godly wisdom in setting these boundaries. So some of them would be, um, what do I hope will be the result of setting this boundary? So just trying to think the scenario through in your head. Um, Is that goal honoring God? What are some of the other possible results of setting this boundary? So again, just trying to think through the the consequences of it. Um, How did those possibilities make me feel? And how are these feelings affecting my resolve to set the boundary? Yeah, so if you think, if I set this boundary, mm-hmm. this person could, you know, exit my life Yeah. as a result of the boundary. So you have to think, like you just said, mm-hmm. how, is that, you know, making me not want to set the boundary? Right, right. I struggle so, the most with that one. Yeah, am like I not? Wanting to people please. Exactly. People pleasing is. <laughs> not hurt feelings and. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we mentioned before. You're pleasing God, not people. Right. We don't want to seek to please people. We want to seek to please God. Uh-huh. And that's always something that I've kept in mind. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever really struggled with people. I mean, I do serve others mm-hmm. a lot. And I think I go a little bit overboard for people who probably don't deserve it. But it, it's never been a huge struggle of mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working on it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've kind of, I wouldn't say that I never struggled with it cause I did, <laughs> but I'm getting a lot mm-hmm. better at it Yeah, and just knowing that I need to just please God mm-hmm. and I'm not going to please people. We're never going to please people right? because we're not perfect mm-hmm. and someone's always going to be upset about something. Yeah. Someone's always going to be offended by something. Exactly. And yeah, that book also really helped (laughs) the boundaries book, but yeah. So go ahead. Um, what is God asking me to do in this area? So again, seeking his counsel through godly people in your life or through his word or through prayer and your personal convictions about the man, the matter. And then after evaluating the motives, ask yourself, do I feel this boundary can be made with integrity and in obedience to God? Yeah. Yeah. Just important. So, yeah. Those are all great questions. Mm-hmm. And if you keep those in mind, then hopefully you'll be able to sit down with the person, talk to them, like we said, yeah, and explain why. Mm-hmm. And by keeping those questions in mind and by making sure you're setting that boundary mm-hmm. biblically, you can feel better about setting the boundary and not have that guilt of you know if if they take it the wrong way yeah and hopefully they don't if you communicate it correctly Mm -hmm. but not everybody is going to take your boundary lightly lately yeah it's not going to happen uh sometimes you'll get lucky and it and they will and but just stand firm in the boundary that you set and remember why you're setting this boundary and that it is pleasing to God. And I think something that mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, a lot of unbelievers, well, you know, as a Christian, you're supposed to love everybody. Mm-hmm. So how could you push me away? And just remembering you're not pushing them away. Mm-hmm. You're telling them, you know, I'm not pushing you away. This is the boundary. Yeah. And if you choose not mm-hmm. 
to respect that boundary. And the consequence is we can no longer have a relationship. Mm -hmm. Then they're the ones that are choosing to leave. Yeah. And yeah. So you're being loving by helping to lead them Mm -hmm. to Christ through your boundary Mm -hmm. and by protecting yourself too. Because we are supposed to serve others, mm-hmm. but we have to protect ourselves also. Yeah. Definitely. And not accept the abuse mm-hmm. or the, yeah. yeah, whatever comes. Yeah. So, 